Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We're going to continue our series of podcasts today called Shields Up. On Sundays, we've been looking at this series on the church that we've called The Church, Our Church, knowing what God has designed and understanding where I fit. And we just finished the third segment of our five-week series on the church. We started with what church, and we described what church is according to the scripture, and we contrasted it what uh, the world looks at church and how it's very different. We looked at two weeks ago why church, and Pastor Mel spoke to us on the value of church and why we need to invest in it. And last week we spoke about we spoke about who church, who actually makes up the church, and how do you be a part of this thing that God considers his most valuable thing here upon the earth. Well, as we talk about shields up, we always like to talk about how we can combat our enemy because our enemy is doing all that he can to devalue the things that Christ considers incredibly valuable. And besides the Lord Jesus himself, I don't know if there's anything more undervalued and confused than the church itself. And I'm going to look at it from this angle today. In our world on earth here, there's a really big crime that is taking off that really is a special crime in our day and age that really a lot of people just never really dealt with to this degree. And the crime is identity theft. Because of the online world that we have here, it's really easy to steal people's identity. And you know what identity theft is. It's when someone takes your very name, your very identity, the the things that make you you. And they take your information and they take your money and they take all your credentials and they use it for their own evil purposes. And it's a really big crime and it's it's getting really big. And People could do this on an individual level, and they could do it on a corporate level. People can steal the identities of corporations, but they can also do it on an individual level. And it's a really big crime because it's it's almost like, how do you fight it? Because we do have our names and our information in the online world, and people can get access to that. And, and what they do is when they get our names and our identities and our money and our numbers, they can start doing evil things with them, either selfish things or they can actually start using them for crimes. And it's a really big crime. It's a really big thing that we're dealing with here in our day and age. But I think there's a way that this is happening spiritually as well. Identity theft. Because if you know anything according to the scriptures that speaks about the church, the church is not just a a thing that we do. It's not a place that we go to. It's not a building that we gather at. And we talked about that two weeks ago. What is not the church? But the church is something that actually is a part of our DNA. In fact, I would even say it is us, according to Scripture. I want to read this passage quickly from 1 Peter 2, and I want you to listen to the language. It's such a powerful passage, and I want you to listen to what the Apostle Peter says, and I want you to think about the church. He says in verse 1 of 1 Peter 2, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. He says, For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But listen to this part. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Well, if you've been paying attention to that passage, Peter says some really profound things, and he's talking to the church. He's talking to a people group that have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. They started off sinful, they started off hostile to God, enemies of God, but because of the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, he reconciled us, brought us back to God, and now he has made us his people, or we would call the church. And so if you look at this passage, it doesn't say, hey, listen, this church thing is really a big part of you. It's a part of your religion. It's something you should do every single week. That's not what it says. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Do you see that? This church that we talk about is not just a thing. It's not something we experience. It's not a part of our religion. It's not even a part of what we are. The church is what we are. And that's exactly what I want to bring about today is that this thing the devil is doing, this identity theft, is really happening. He's stealing the biggest thing he could possibly steal, which is us. He's taking away our identity by devaluing the church, by confusing this idea of church. He's taking away our identity. He's using our fake identities then to hurt God and hurt other people by telling us that we are people of the earth. That we are this job or that job or we belong to this person or this company or whatever. Whatever you want to put there. He's making that our identity. By doing that, he's actually devaluing our real identity. And he's taking those identities and he's using them to hurt God. Because that's not what God had for us. I mean, if you look up a Twitter or an Instagram or a Facebook bio, I mean, you'll see exactly what people consider their identities. But the first thing we should have is our identity is God's church. That's what makes me me. That's what makes me good. That's what makes me what I am. That's what makes me valuable in the eyes of God. But the devil has got us to see church as a place or a thing or a building or something we experience. Or maybe even this, maybe an annoying part of our life, a part that we consider a chore, a part that we wish wasn't there and we could do without. But what he's actually got us to do is got us to give up our identity because our identity is the church. So he's taking that identity from us and he's replacing it with things like sin. Saying, no, 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 listen. The thing that you want is sin. You want to live for the things of the world. They, those are the things that can actually make you happy and satisfied. Or maybe it's not blatant sin. For Christians, it's not always blatant sin. We don't always fall into blatant sin that easily. But what we do fall into is something called worldliness. And the scriptures warn us of this thing called worldliness to say, Listen, don't love the world in 1 John 2, because the world and its desires will pass away, but the one who does the will of God will live forever. But the devil likes to say the opposite. Listen, the church, okay, it's a part of you. It's a place that you go. It's a thing that you do. But it's not who you are. Who you really are is a child of the world. You live upon the world. You're a, you're a citizen of America. You're a citizen of, of this earth. You should live for those things. That's what makes the most sense. And what he's doing is he's swapping identities. Say, give me your identity. Give me your card, a member as a church. And 
I'll give you the world. And he tried to do it with the Lord Jesus Christ and the temptations. He tried to do that with Jesus. Jesus, listen, if, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. But do you realize what he was trying to do? Basically saying, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, don't worry about that. Don't worry about being the son of God or, or anything like that. Let's worry about the kingdoms of the world now. Why don't you hand over that identity as the Messiah? You know, and I'll just hand you this little thing called the kingdoms of the world and you'll be happy. You'll find your real fulfillment in it. And of course, the Lord Jesus was too smart for that. And he says, that's not what makes me up. That's not what I am. I am not a person that chases the vain, fleeting pleasures of this world. I'm a child of God. I'm the begotten child of God. Not only am I the child of God, I am the king of kings. I am the Messiah. One day I will reign over all. What a horrible trade it would be to trade my identity as the son of God for something that is vain and fleeting and sinful. And the Lord Jesus had nothing of that. He said, be gone, Satan. And that's one thing the devil can substitute our true identity as the church is with sin. Just vain, temporary pleasures. Things that we sink our teeth into and realize how shallow and hollow they are. And, but we feel like, oh, that's what everybody else is doing. There must be more to it. I must go get better versions of that or more versions of that. And we give up our identity as the church. And another one. Here's a really sad one as well. A lukewarm desire towards Jesus. That Jesus, we're thankful that he saved us, but honestly, if we were honest in our heart of hearts, we wish he'd kind of leave us alone now. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the salvation. No, really, really, thank you for the salvation. Thank you for washing me of my sins, but uh, I'd like to get back to my life now. Would we ever say that? No. Would we ever even think it that clearly? Possibly not. But I think it's actually happening. I think we consider Jesus to be important. We're definitely going to flash that card on the last day when it means us getting into the kingdom of heaven. I don't want to go to hell. So I'm going to definitely going to side up on the side of Jesus Christ on the last day because I definitely want to be with him then. But now, I don't know. You know, he's kind of in the way of what I really want to do. Do you know what happened there? The devil stole our identity. Our identity is in Jesus. Without Jesus, we don't have spiritual life. We don't have life at all. We don't have breath in our lungs. We don't even have lungs. We're not even a creation. We're nothing. And Peter sort of alludes to that. Listen, he says, listen, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Do you understand that? Once you were nothing, meaningless, insignificant. You had no identity. You had, you had nothing that, of value. You had no personality, no identity, no future, no hope. And then the Lord Jesus came into your life. And guess what? He is your identity now. Your identity is his, his bride, his church. But the devil's saying, listen, that's that's not significant. That's not a big deal. Sure, sure, sure. Say the prayer. Do whatever you need to to get your sins taken away. But come back to the world and just live, live very lukewarm with Jesus and just give him a little bit of yourself. A third one, I think, is what we've been kind of dealing with and what we really want to hone on for the rest of the time here is not investing in the church. And I do. I think there's a confusion on that church. I think the church to us has become a place or a part of our religion, something we do, something we give 10% of our lives and money to. And we don't really invest because, again, that's not really who we are. It's a part of us. I will give you a slice of myself. I will consider that 
to be church Todd, church version of, uh, version of myself, but really it's not who I am. I have a lot of different things that I am. And the devil has thrown a cloak over her eyes and said, yes, it's exactly right. You're not the church. Or the church isn't important. Or even if you are a part of the church, you just need a few things from it. That's all you need. But what he's doing is he's stealing our identity because the church is what we are. And if we're not the church, we are in a scary, scary place. Because the only other option is if we're not the church, we are not God's people. And if we're not God's people, we don't have redemption. We don't have salvation from our sins. We aren't awaiting eternal life. So there's only two options in this life. Church, God's people, or not. And if we're not, we are void of everything that is good from God. And if we are the church, it's our very identity. And I think that's why the devil hates these kind of talks, these kinds of studies, because he knows it's right. He knows it's true. He doesn't want us to consider it. He doesn't want us to think about it. Because if we do, if we actually believe this and line up with this, what we're going to do is we're going to start investing in the church because it's what we are. And we're going to say to the devil, stop it. Stop stealing me. Stop stealing the most important thing I have, which is my identity. This is what I am. This is what I want to be. This is the most value that I have is being Christ's bridegroom. If I'm not his bridegroom, I have nothing. If I am his bridegroom, I have everything. And so we need to start seeing the church as our identity. I'm serious. Because that's what God has for us. And it first starts and finishes with seeing it through the lens of Jesus Christ. Christ is our identity. Yes, we are, a, we are the church. We are his bridegroom, but we belong to Jesus. That's why the church is so significant. Because Christ is not just our doctor. He did not just heal us of our sins and say, okay, go back to your life. No, he's our beloved, betrothed bridegroom. One day we will be with him forever. We will be in perfect union with him, and that's what we want. If we really considered and had the right perspective, we would say, yes, I want Christ. I want everything that goes with him. Wherever he goes, I want to go. But again, the devil is hes doing his best. He's doing a good job, unfortunately, to say, yeah, yeah Christ, he's just a, a portion of you. He's not actually who you are. I mean, imagine if, if a spouse said that to, to, another, to, to their spouse and said, listen, I, I, I appreciate that you're my wife, but I don't want too much of this. I don't want too much of you. I'd like you for a couple things. I'd like you to make me meals. I'd like you to tell me how great I am. And then I'd like you to get out of my life. How cruel that would be. How unloving that would be. How untrue would that be? Because even legally, even in the standard of the world, when we're married, we become one unit. That's why my wife has taken on my name. She is Mrs. Janine Walker. You could actually call her legally Mrs. Todd Walker. And even legally that works. But definitely in the eyes of God, we have become one flesh. And marriage is representing something greater than marriage. It's representing our union with the Lord. When we trust in Jesus Christ, we become one flesh with him. Now he is our identity. If we have any identity, it is I belong to Jesus. He is my precious one. He is my dearest one. He is my Lord, my King, my Savior. My bridegroom, he is the one that I desire to be with for the rest of eternity. And there it is, where Christ's church, 
Our identity begins and ends with that. I am the church because I am his bride. I am Christ's bride. I am the one that he spilled his blood for. I am the one that he sent redemption to this world for. I am the one who can now live for him because my cherished one died for me. And yes, yes, I want him above all others. I think that's cool when that happens on earth, right? When someone will say to another person when they're about to be married, I want no other. I think of no other. I desire no other. I am yours. Isn't that a good thing? Isn't that a good thing when someone says that to another soul? I've stopped looking around. I want you. I want you alone. I'm yours alone. I never want you to think that I want or belong to another. You have me and I have you. What a cool thing that is when that happens in marriage. But again, it's representing something greater and more eternal, and that is our union with the Lord. I'm not just Christ's bride in one aspect. I'm not just Christ's bride when it means my sins are taken away or not. I come and go as I please. Hey, Christ, thanks for the sin. Thanks for the sins and taking those away. I appreciate it. But I got other things going on. That's that's us not understanding our identity. And we have to stand up to the devil. We have to put the shield of faith up to the devil and say, this is no longer going to happen. I have to decide. I have to figure this out. Am I the church or not? And if I'm the church, that's exactly who I am. That is my identity. And if I'm not, then I'm not God's people. If I'm not the church, I'm dead spiritually. Dead. I am in my sins. I have to pay for my own sins. My life is meaningless without the church. I have no meaning. I have no purpose. My life is a vapor. As soon as my life is over, I'm going to be forgotten. No one's going to remember. No one's going to care. I'm not going to have any legacy into eternity whatsoever because I'm not the church. And also... If you're not the church, then all we await is punishment. Because there is a place called hell that God has created, and he created it for the destruction of the ungodly. And there's one way to avoid the destruction of the ungodly. It's to find godliness. It's to find righteousness. It's to find godliness through the redemption of our Lord Jesus Christ by being his church. And that is so important. And I hope you'll think about this with me today. I hope you'll grab on to your true identity as Christ's church and stop thinking about it as a portion or one ingredient in your life or something that you do and stand up to the devil and say, the devil, you're wrong. This is my identity. This is what I'm going to embrace as who I really am. And I'm going to give myself to this church entirely. They're going to have me all my talents, all my abilities, all my love, all my focus, all my money, whatever the church needs are going to get because I belong to Jesus and I want it that way. And devil, you are going to take back your fake identities and you're not going to take my identity any longer. I am the Lord's. I am his church. I will be with him forever and I want it that way. And if we can stand up to the devil that way today, we are going to dominate. We are going to win we are going to do amazing things for the kingdom of God because we believe what is true about ourselves. Yes, we were dead. Yes, we were sinful. But my Lord redeemed me. And now I am betrothed to him. I am waiting for my marriage with him. I want him. He wants me. And for the rest of eternity, I'm going to be with my bridegroom.
You can't talk me out of that. I am going to live for that for the rest of my time. I wish so many more people could grab onto that because the church, again, is not a place that we go. It's not a thing that we do. It's who we are. And if that is true, then I pray that you would worship the Lord Jesus Christ for that. And I, I say a second thing to that. You get moving. You get investing. You get off the sidelines and say, I am the church and I'm going to start acting like it. I hope this has blessed your soul. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.